Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yes, so the Denver Broncos are three and eight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, sure, yeah. Yeah, they they are. are. That is is fact. That is fact, yeah. Since, Since we last spoke to you guys on this news show, the Broncos have played two games. And they've lost two games. <laughs> yep, yep, they have. They have. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. And I have watched both games, by the way. What? In in full. No. In no. full. Why? Uh, <laughs> Are you okay? Um, I'm t- definitely not a hater. Uh, I just want to make that part yeah, clear. Yeah, because that is here, quite folks. toxic. Yeah, I wouldn't be toxic. I'm not a hater. You know, I'm just I'm very curious to to see uh, one of the most interesting teams in the NFL this year, and that is the the Denver Broncos. I mean, they have a great defense. You know, that's what I'm mostly watching for, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Best defense yeah. in the league, at least, you know, top three unit in, in the entire NFL. Well, there are a lot of fun. They to, did. They're a lot of fun to watch. Well, yeah, they did. Lately, though, not not as great. They, they gave up some points to Sam Darnold and the Panthers. Uh, they they gave up some points to the Raiders, but hey, you know, Maddie. Uh, so did the Seahawks. In fact, the the Seahawks gave up like uh, nineteen more points than the um, <clears throat> than the uh, Broncos did uh, to the Raiders. But uh, we won't talk about that. But um, you know, that's uh, that's mostly why I'm watching, right? You know, just to respect some good defense. You know, and uh, that's about it. You know, unfortunately, on the other other side of the ball, that part is like completely unwatchable, 
right now uh but you know i'm watching you know doing my due diligence not being toxic whatsoever just you know i wouldn't be a real football fan if i didn't watch the whole game you know yeah so so i'm i'm respecting it even though it's it's really bad i'm respecting it and Mm. you know uh, i'm totally not having a good time totally not laughing my ass off whatsoever no totally not pointing and giggling um None of that. Just, you know, watching, no. observing. And, uh, yeah. So they'd be 9-2 and two if they'd scored at least 18 points on offense. God, they're really bad. And the big thing about these last two weeks, I mean, we know that the offense is a complete mess. But the big thing about these last two weeks is the defense, I think, has finally had enough. Mm-hmm. That Raiders game, the defense was lights out again. And then they just melted down, like, got worked by the by the raiders um mm-hmm. sertan got got on a good concept mcgannon yep. saved like his best two plays to get them but like they just completely bottled that and then the panthers game the defense wasn't recognizable from the early well yep. the first few weeks first half of the season defense really that i think they've had enough yeah particularly the run defense run defense was not good uh they had a quite a few busts there with uh with foreman so yeah it's uh yeah it's starting to fall apart and you're seeing the defense is is i mean it's it's just out there now they've it's worn thin on them having to try and carry that team um you know mike mike purcell i think made it pretty clear to uh to not just russell wilson but the uh the entire audience watching and those that have seen it on twitter that uh that locker room is fed up with what's going on with the uh denver offense and uh i mean i can't blame them right because it was it was truly awful on sunday against the panthers and this is a panthers team that is obviously playing a little bit better as of late you know they gave the ravens offense quite a few problems the week before as well um and maddie you and i were talking about it and we think that you know maybe the they'll they'll give the seahawks a little bit of an issue as well um next week but the, there's no excuse for what this offense was doing the, uh, i think russ I, I forget how many completions that he had but he only had like 72 yards and through the first half they were not moving the ball downfield at all and he was really out of whack uh downfield uh, as well it was really unlike him his, uh, a his, lot of balls his, that were just way 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 off down the field his completion percentage on the season is 58.9 percent yeah um his quarterback rating in the red zone is 6.3 mm. 6.3 mm. yeah he, he he i don't i mean he needs a reset which I don't know if you get that. I, d- I don't know how you get that. I'm glad that's not my thing. Uh, yeah. Seattle is, of course, currently projected to pick fourth overall. The Rams are also three and eight. They're just ahead of Seattle. Uh, their pick actually goes to the Lions. Yep. Their strategy of um, trading their first round picks might, it might be the year that doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, the Broncos, 14.3 points per game is the worst in the NFL since 2000. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's historically bad now. Like that's the point that we're getting to. He's thrown like one touchdown in the last four weeks, something like that. 
Like yeah, Wilson's passing touchdowns per attempt is 33rd amongst 35 qualified quarterbacks. Yeah, like he's at like eight touchdowns, five interceptions right now, I think. And yo, Trey, Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A. Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. And we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You know, we're in the final five weeks of the season now. So, um, yeah, it's just like it's it's almost, you know, like taking my Seahawk fandom out of it for a second. Like, it's sad. It's like legitimately sad. And even, you know, just going back to, you know, being the, the Russell Wilson fan that I am at the end of the day, you know, and thankful for all the stuff that he did accomplish here in Seattle. Like, it's sad to see his career go this way. It sucks. It really does. Like, I'm at the point now, like, like obviously, I'm still enjoying it, right? Because, like, he asked for this, and I still feel spurned, and I feel, you know, bitter and all that stuff. I'll get more over it, you know, once there isn't, you know, there aren't draft picks involved. But, you know, aside from that, like, it, it legitimately, like, sucks to see how this thing is going now for him. Like, he's, like, we saw the signs that this was, pro- like, he was probably regressing that, you know, there's only one way that you can build an offense around him and that his physical abilities are declining. And so that takes away from some of the things that, you know, made him special early on in his career. But I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I didn't think it was going to be historically bad. Like, and I know like, you know, like, like, you know, we've talked about like you guys, you guys, especially you and Griff have talked about how, you know the the regressions and and just the reality of of Russ and what he's able to do and what he's not able to do but i don't think you could have expected this either right no and obviously we're not behind the scenes but i like and i don't know how their offense is constructed but like the two back stuff they ran in week 1 against seattle and obviously seattle's had the issues defending two back and they did against denver too in that opener but that looked good, like, mm-hmm. like, and then getting Russ out of the pocket on the boot stuff. But like yeah. the schematic direction of defenses has evolved to generally be stopping the boot and play actions, like, concepts out of those kind of looks. And it's evolved to stop the kind of sideline go balls and remove the obvious one-on-ones that used to be presented by single high coverage. And so I think, like, you know, you have to... You have to run the ball a bit more, but then why I mentioned like behind the scenes is like is Russ on board with that? You know who who how much of a say is he having in this current offense? Is mm. he just running what he wants to run? Is he willing to kind of accept that you know we we might need to probably change our approach here if they fire hack it? And I guess that's the only move they can do in terms of changing things up because 
Russ is on what a $240 million contract. If they cut him after yeah. 2023, there's still a heck of a lot of dead money. There's not quite as much. Like I think it's $35 million and then $50 million, or maybe it's the other way around. Like, I, mean, I, can, I can do a quick uh, research yeah. on that. Uh, but it's just, it is just crazy. Uh, I mean, I, I, again, like in 2020, that back half of 2020, you saw the signs. 2021, you saw the signs. Is this worse than you probably could have thought? I mean, this is probably like his, like, <laughs> yeah, it is pretty bad. Um, mm. And I think it's not helped by like, you know, Hackett has made some weird, weird decisions. They've lost games where I think if the coach is more experienced, I mean, Hackett is a first time OC, like he's a first, it was his first time calling plays and his first time being a head coach. Like it's yeah. a double whammy. Obviously he's handed on the play calling stuff now, but like it's still like, it still looks very similar to the offense they were running in Seattle with Russ. It's just, they don't gun run as much as they probably should. Uh, when they have gun run, it's looked, like this looked a bit better, but like ultimately, over the season, Russ has a current touchdown percentage of two point three percent, which since the nineteen seventy merger, there's only been eight quarterback seasons with a touchdown percentage lower than that, mm. and that would include uh, David Carr's rookie season, <laughs> Trent Dilfer's rookie season. Like it is, <laughs> it's, it's bad. Um, but it, but it, but it is sad, and uh, also, you know, I. Some of the, you know, there's receipts. There's receipts out there. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There are receipts. Uh, but, you I've know, said, of course, we, we wouldn't want to be toxic now. No. Maddie. And as I've said, like, I, do, I do think, like, this should be as bad as it gets. But it, I think it does require the recognition from everyone of, okay, we need to change how we're approaching this. And yeah. I don't know if that happens. Obviously, again, the caveat is I don't know what is happening in Denver in terms of, the discussions on their team, you know, between coach and players, but like there, the structure of the offense has to be more of that kind of point guard, more of a kind of run um, balance. And yeah, 